Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us for Geeks Assembled, creating your own podcast. Before we begin, I'm just curious, um, anyone in here, just raise your hand, are interested in starting their own podcast? All right, a couple of them. All right. Okay, so hopefully we'll be able to give you some tips. So I am going to firstly introduce myself. I'm the moderator. My name is Justin. Uh, I'm Justin Williams from TacosAndGeeks.com and Imaginative Visions. And we have a lot of uh, panelists today, so I'm going to pass the mic over. Everybody, please introduce yourselves and your podcast as well. Hello, everybody. I am Chatty Patty from the Black Ramen Podcast. Brooklyn in the house here. Uh, how you doing? My name is Ming Chen. Uh, you might know me from a TV show called Comic Book Men, but uh, more importantly than all of that, uh, I, have a I run a trio of podcast studios in New Jersey called The Shared Universe, uh, where I've built studios specifically to welcome podcasters to launch and record their podcasts. So uh, thank you guys for being here. Uh, the fact that some of you, hopefully all of you, by the end, all of you will be interested in like, I want to do that. I want to start a podcast. So uh, thank you for being here. Oh, yeah. Hi, uh, my name is Zero Gravity. I'm the scary movie girl, and uh, I am one third of Blurdy Massacre podcast with my co-host Brother Ghoulish and Sheree the Slayer. Hi, my name is Sean. Um, I'm actually a co-host on three podcasts, uh, Tacos and Geeks with Justin, uh, Chronicles, Wild and Ratchet Stories, and a Beer and Goods podcast. <clears throat> I got nervous. Hi everyone, my name is Greg. I'm one third of a land party podcast. All right, so to kick this off, I want to go into the topic of origins, like I always like to do when I do my interviews. I want to see how everybody started and how you began and what made you, what inspired you to start your podcast and your various topics that you discuss on your show. Um, okay, I'm gonna be frank. I talk a lot of BS. Um, I'm with the shits. So, <laughs> so it all started, we had a, a meetup. I don't know if you guys noticed, there's an app called Meetup. So we went on this app, um, went to an anime meetup, and I realized that none of us wanted to go home. And the conversations were so dope. I was like, this will be, we could probably have a podcast and all of us could probably talk the greatest toxic shit ever. So we did that. And it's been fun ever since. We've been up and running now. It's like, what, Derby, four years? Three, four years? Four years, four years. Four years. Uh, I, I love that. Yeah, we just started this to talk shit, man. But <laughs> I mean, a lot of this was born out of the inane late night bar conversations me and my friends would have. And we're like, man, why aren't we recording this? This, this would be awesome, and it probably wasn't that awesome. We were just, you know, we had a couple drinks or two. Um, yeah, but I mean, I mean, I didn't even want to do this. Um, I was a very shy kid in high school, didn't talk. I, I would have been in the back there and didn't want to get called on. Uh, but uh, my, I guess my mentor, uh, Kevin Smith, the great Kevin Smith, the filmmaker, uh, started podcasting in 2007. He more or less made me do it. He was like, He's like, dude, you don't understand. Everyone should be doing this. Like, even though I've started, I've become successful. I'm famous. Like, this is for everybody. And uh, he pretty much just encouraged me to talk about what I was passionate about, uh, which was Star Wars, toys, comic books, comic cons, and food. And I'm like, that counts as a podcast? He's like, dude, that totally counts. I'm like, who would listen to that? And he's like, well, people are fans of Star Wars, comic books, toys, comic cons, and food, or any of all, any of that. And uh, yeah, from the first episode we recorded, I, I got hooked. So uh, for any of you who's thinking about starting, or if you've started already, uh, warning, it's addicting. It's very addictive. So, 
Um, I'm a little bit of a baby podcasteress. My podcast is just over one years old, one year old. Um, but my co-hosts are seasoned podcasters. Um, Sheree the Slayer, I think, is on four podcasts, and Brother Ghoulish is on three podcasts. Um, and they hit me up on Twitter one day, like, bitch, why don't you have a podcast? And uh, I didn't really know how to start one, so they had adopted me into the podcast space because I was so active on this app called Clubhouse that was uh, very popular during the pandemic. I would host talks about horror movies, sit in on my friends' talks about horror movies, and I guess everyone was just kind of under the assumption that I had a podcast because I don't know how to shut up. Um, but this was a great use of my time, and I'm looking forward to being a eventually a, a seasoned podcastress. Uh, I guess my podcast started like everyone else's. Uh, Friday nights, hanging out with friends, drinking, and we got completely bored and we would talk about everything. And we were like, hey, why don't we start a podcast about drinking beer? And that's how the first podcast started. Uh, but we said we just can't talk about drinking beer. We have to talk about everything, like current events, things people do, things people, anything anybody does. And that eventually rolled into a podcast. And then when the pandemic hit, that went on hiatus. And then I started a podcast with my nephew because we wanted to tell interesting stories about things we did in high school. Um, well, things they did in high school. I was holding it up. And things everybody was doing out there. And that rolled into another podcast. And then I've known Justin for years and we always talked about comic books. So I said, hey, I have the equipment. Why don't we start a podcast about comic books and our favorite things? And that's how that started. So that's pretty much it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so for me, I was out in LA talking shit about a video game and an IGN producer overheard me. And he said, hey, if you just get equipment, you'll sound better than half the people on YouTube. That was a lie. But regardless, <laughs> that was a lie. Regardless of such, I recruited my best friend since I was 13. Another friend of mine's I've known since like 2011. And we are now six years strong as a group. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and when it comes to doing a podcast, and I think we can all agree on this, quality is very important. And since there are some people here that are interested in starting their own podcast, can you talk a little bit about, since Sean alluded to it and, and um, everyone else alluded to the equipment that you use and the importance of what equipment you use for your shows? Okay. Oh. Yeah. I, I felt, this one resonated with me. Don't be afraid to spend the money. Do not be afraid... I, I promise you, use what you have now to record. Don't be afraid to spend the money. Quality is king when it comes to audio, in my opinion. Quality is king. All right, so I'm broke, right? So um, this is what we did. <laughs> we basically searched for um, free apps and free um, software. So we started off with Anchor. Um, and then I think it's very important to invest in good mics. If you're doing it virtually, so you could get you a great mic for $30. <laughs> Shout out to eBay, Amazon. Um, and make sure that you play with your settings when you're on Anchor. And then gradually when we started seeing that we were getting followers and we have a Patreon, then we invested in getting equipment. 
So um, try to get bundles, like the set, the four mics, the, um, the mixer, headphones, that's key. But don't stop talking, keep talking and make sure that it's recorded. There are moments when I'm on the phone with my co-host, we're on three-way on the phone, and I'm like, why is this not recording? And then when we finally get on top of, like on the screen, the light is red and then boom. What, what did we say yesterday, last night? Moments are everything. So make sure you're recording, you're outside, you got your phone. iPhones can't be beat. Shout out to Androids too. But if you have your phone, there's apps on your phone that you could record on your phone, your conversations. You could be in a bookstore and you want to talk shit about whatever. Oh, One Piece is the gold, praise Oda, whatever, just a, you know, a little thing right there. But if you want to do that, use your phone. But make sure the quality is good. But if you don't have it right now, Keep recording. There are moments that you can put out there that people will resonate with, and then there goes your following and your fan base, and boom, that's how it gets started. <laughs> awesome answer. It's a great question. Uh, the, the gear can be very intimidating. Um, when we started you know, 13 years ago, we were using mixing boards that are made more for music than they were for podcasting. So we live in a pretty good uh, age right now. In 2023, you can go to Guitar Center or Best Buy, and there's a section for podcast gear. Um, and the, 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 the companies that were making stuff for music realize that there's a market for podcasting. So they, they've come out with gear, they've talked to podcasters, like, well, what, do you, what would you like if we made uh, equipment just for podcasting? And you can go out and get that now. Uh, companies like Zoom or Roadcaster or Rode or uh, Mackie or, uh, you know, there are a whole bunch of companies out there. Um, you don't have to spend a lot, though. Um, the, yeah, I, I remember getting into it. It was, it was expensive in the beginning, but uh, on Amazon, you know, the mics I, I prefer for everyday use, they're $49. The, uh, they're from Sure, they're called SM48s. So essentially what, you, what you're looking for is something to record your audio on, a cable and a microphone to plug into the recorder, and that's, you know, that's your basics right there. Um, but if you're just starting out, like you said, you know, if you're like, I don't know if I, you know, I'm, I'm, do I really want to do this? Uh, every smartphone has a voice memo app on it, Every smart home has a pretty decent microphone built into it because there are built for picking up voice. And uh, you know you can use that to record uh, conversations between two people. Like I could literally put it here between us, it record, and it would sound pretty decent. Um, in a pinch, if I'm at Comic-Con, I don't have gear on me, I wanna interview someone real quick, I'll, you know, I'll, 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 I'll use the phone. So that's a good way to kind of gauge if you're, if you're interested in it or not, and then you can go out and get gear. And like anything else, you know, you, you, can, you can spend $100 on gear, you can spend $10,000 on gear. Um, you don't need to start out at 10,000, you could, you know, there's very good entry level equipment, you got Amazon, Best Buy, Guitar Center. Um, I, I always laugh, I don't know if you guys noticed, uh, I'll meet new podcasters, and they'll have the Joe Rogan mic, the Sure SM7B, which are, they're $400 each, and they're, they're good, they're great. Michael Jackson recorded Thriller on them, but for podcasting, they're, I feel they're a little overkill. And um, when I meet new podcasters, yeah, and I see they have like six of those, like, and I was like, wait, you guys just started out? They're like, yeah, yeah, we bought the best. I'm like, so you listen to Joe Rogan? Okay, cool. Like, so they, you, don't, you, don't need, you don't need those to start out with. You know, later on, if you get serious, you, you, you can get them. But now I feel they just, they're a product of good marketing. But, so yeah, they're entry levels for anywhere. The gear should not intimidate or stop you from doing this for sure. That just took me out. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> okay, copy. You listen to Joe Rogan? Bet. Got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was really broke when I first started my podcast, uh, Blurdy Massacre. And the microphone that I started with was a Samson that's literally like the size of this Coke can. It looks like a little tampon. Um, and it was a hand-me-down. It was actually my partner's, like, SoundCloud rapping uh, microphone, which was uh, collecting dust and stories. And I said, hey, I want to record a podcast. Can I just, like... And it worked fine enough. Um, I think that if you're just starting out, I think that the, your priority should be on your charisma and, you know, as long as you're passionate about the source material or about the subject that you're talking about, then that's enough to carry you, at least in the beginning. Um, you should always look to improve your product that is your podcast, but it's okay to start at ground zero. Um, or you could just use the, you know, the microphone on your headphones to start. You can use, like Ming said, you could use um, the voice memo app on your phone. Um, but I think the, the quality of what you have to say is what's going to keep your motivation going. And then, and then later on, then you would be able to upgrade. Um, and now I do use a, a Shure microphone that I got for Christmas. It's, it's the, it's the MV7 thing, Santa Claus. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, now I don't sound like a SoundCloud rapper on my recordings. Um, and so now everything that I have to say is just a little bit more clear, but, um, I was very surprised that, or how well our podcast did right in the beginning, especially because we are virtual. Um, my co-hosts are in Maryland and uh, Minneapolis, um, and I'm here in New York. So we do have a little bit of issues with quality sometimes, but at the end of the day, it's what we have to say. Um, and we can always improve our tech, um, but as long as what you have to say is solid when you start out, you know, you can only go up from there. So, um, and when I was looking for new microphones to use, I just kind of look like, what, what is everybody else using? I was not watching Joe Rogan, not listening to Joe Rogan, but the podcast that I do listen to, the, you know, the visual podcast on YouTube, I could see, you know, what it is they're using and, and start my research from there. Thanks. I love the Android hate when everybody talked about it, but, uh, when I first started, the one thing I will tell you is don't go the cheap route with everything. We tried every way to like keep it extremely inexpensive and it didn't work. So eventually uh, we were searching for stuff and I ended up getting a Rodecaster um, for the first time. And, you know, that was one thing. And then we were just getting cheap mics and that didn't kind of work. So I ended up spending for four um, other Rodecaster mics and that definitely helped the quality of the podcast. And they're absolutely right. You should work on your dialogue. You should work on everything you're going to do on that podcast, because even if you get the best equipment, but your podcast is kind of boring or people are droning on like uh, nobody is going to listen to it you, you might can't fix that yeah you know you have to you have to sit down and say like okay this is what we're going to do um you have to have somebody on your podcast that's like really wild and loud and everybody can play off them because i've been on a podcast so everybody was kind of like yeah so we're gonna do this and then we're like yo who's boring extremely boring so um equipment is one thing you don't have to spend a lot i'll tell you um 
I think overall with everything, it's probably I spent a little under three thousand dollars to get everything together. <laughs> but I wasn't doing it by myself. Everybody on the podcast chipped in, you know. Uh, it's four of us, so you know, uh, you know. But you know, if I was spending out three thousand a per, I'd be like, you know, listen, this podcast would start making money. <laughs> uh, but you can spend that. You can actually spend less than that. They're actually cheaper alternatives to the Rollcaster um, with great quality and you could spend way less than that but definitely spend on your equipment and don't get cheap with that and work on your charisma <laughs> I, I just want to chime in real quick um, Zoom is actually good if you have someone that's distant you can always record your audio there and clean it up in post um, starting off I use Audacity back in the days to record audio and yeah. things like that. So there's ways, various ways for you to actually record your stuff. So um, obviously if you, you're using your cell phone as background noise, you can always plug it up to your computer, clean up in post, try to use a little bit of noise remover if you can, try to spice it up. So there's ways around it. So my next question, since we are talking about creating a show, is just a show of hands, who here actually formats the show? They are all freestyle it. Yeah, I, oh wow, damn. I feel bad. <laughs> okay. What's Those up? are the best ones. Oh, the, are you freestyle? Oh, we freestyle everything. Yeah. We, we, oh, that was a race for freestyle? Oh, oh no, no. Oh, Who formats their show? Okay. Oh, okay. Like, okay, so yeah. everybody formats their show. So we kind of, we just have a topic and we just go for it. So we don't really, uh, I, I kind of like it that way because it's more organic. So you get everybody's reactions. But now as far as formatting your shows, how do you choose your topics? Is it current events or is it just something that y'all uh, do? Um, shout out to Sleepy Bree. She's right here. She's the one that has us all structured because I'm wild. I will go on a rant and won't stop until everybody agrees with me. I'm toxic. So she kind of like puts everything in order as far as like current events. Oh, um, oh, the sick. We got to talk about One Piece or, you know, Jojo. They just have the new series on Netflix. We got to. So we have everything structured. We do our news and then we put our, um, sponsorships in the middle and then it, it is better planning that way and we try to make the podcast less than an hour we don't because I hate editing so I, I try to focus and be like okay we're gonna try this to make this at least less than an hour or I'm gonna be up all night editing and I don't like that at all especially if I have to zoom in on a person that's talking and then zoom out and then clean the sound I don't Man, listen, I can't wait to make enough money to get somebody to do that. But <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's better than when we um, have everything formatted. When we do our freestyles, it's usually we do it like when we do our Patreon page and then we just go on a rant. And that's so much material. We can go on for like three hours and we cut it up and then we post it on there. But yeah, I think if you have it structured, it's great. Also, when you freestyle, especially if there's alcohol involved, <laughs> it, it, it makes for good content, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I think for, for me, I, um, you know, your overall, your overall topic for your podcast, um, you know, I think everyone has something that, that they've thought about doing, uh, whether you're interviewing people or, you know, you want to do uh, pop culture focus or, hey, we're going to do a, a TV show recap podcast. So you're pretty committed to that. Uh, yeah, after that, I would say uh, probably most of the podcasts I do and then the people who use our studio, probably about 80% of them, uh, they're conversational. So they're interviews. Um, they're, you know, interviewing maybe small business owners about how they got to where they got to or, um, you know, they've done something extraordinary or something they want to, uh, storytelling. They want to get stories out of people. So those are nice because uh, the conversational podcast, not a lot of editing involved unless they said something 
something that might get them fired or canceled, or you know maybe they went in a rant uh, against the corporation the, the later on. They're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. It's great. We we can cut it right out. Um, but um, yeah, I think a lot of people I'll, I'll do have segments uh, that requires a little bit of editing. I think later on. Um, but uh, yeah, I think a lot of ours are just conversational. So, uh, but I mean, the way I I, I do prepare though, um, but not I don't you know it's not I don't put a, a ton of time into preparing each episode. It's not rocket science. I'll make bullet point lists of what I want to talk about. Yeah, and uh, I mean if, you're, if I'm doing an interview, obviously I'll prepare questions for them. But even then, I'll try to ask questions that you know they haven't been asked like a million times. Um, I think uh, you know this format allows you to go a little yeah a little more freestyle. You can ask. Uh, crazier questions, you can get more in depth, Maybe, and you're you're free to ask them stuff that they probably haven't heard before. So, uh, and I think that 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 leads to a better interview for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, format's great. We have a lot of people who's like, hey, should I should I script out my episode? Uh, you know, should I should I script the whole thing out? I'm like, you can, but it's gonna sound like you're reading off a script. So, and it's gonna take you a long time to prepare that. So, some people do do that, but to me, like, I can tell they're reading off off a script. Yeah, it doesn't start in organic, yeah, but now. So I mean, if you want to do like a scripted podcast, it's kind of it doesn't come off as organic as it like you just choosing a topic and you having your guests and you guys discussing the topic. Something scripted. I mean, if you know how to pull it off to not come off like a scripted, then go for it. So something that I spoke to my podcast co-hosts about when we were brainstorming before we started recording episodes of Blurdy Massacre is how to make it different from every other horror movie podcast because everybody who watches horror movies has a horror movie podcast yeah. so especially after the pandemic when we're all shut in at home and the best way to make use of your time if you're nerds like us and you have friends on the internet was to start a podcast and definitely no shade towards that, but we wanted to do something a little bit different, especially because both of my co-hosts already are on podcasts that are in that similar format, which would be, here's the movie, we're going to go through the synopsis of the movie, and now we're going to break down what that movie means. Um, and that gets really boring, in my opinion, especially because I have a lot of friends who also do podcasting or wanted to listen to everybody's, but sometimes they just become a... a a little bit copy-paste. Um, so my co-host and I, we come up with random themes for each of our podcast episodes. Um, one of our most popular is called Questionable Installations, and we just talk about the worst wigs in horror. Um, and, you know, take different wigs from Jack Black and I Know What You Did last summer, the sequel. We had the Gr Grinch fingers on, and that was a little traumatic, from Storm's wig and X-Men. Uh, we do bleed a little bit into comics and anime and other things, but mostly do horror. Um, we have an episode coming out that we're very excited for called Niggas in Space. Sorry, sorry if this is going to be on YouTube. You've just been demonetized, but Niggas in Space is going to be hot. <laughs> um, and uh, we break each uh, full episode down into parts. So first we do the wash poppin', which is um, a maybe like 30 to 40 minutes of what's happening in the horror community. You know, what movies have been announced, the tea, or sorry, not the tea, what movies have been announced, what's going on on horror Twitter, things to keep you in the know. Um, then Ryan, uh, Brother Ghoulish, will take over the real talk. 
So for example, if you know there is some sort of tea or gossip or anything pertaining to the topic that we choose, that's the time to spill the tea before we actually get into the meat. Um, for example, we had an episode on Guillermo del Toro and all of his works and had to talk about the Roman Polanski incident. Um, because that's worth mentioning. Or if we're having an episode about Tim Burton and Tim Burton's works, we have to mention the fact that he's a racist um, before we get into the meat. Sorry. Um, and the three of us are also very busy, so we do try to put out our episodes weekly on Tuesdays. Um, but let's be real, like we're all creators and we all have lives outside of that, which is important to, you know, your mental health and to have a social life and to go to work and to, you know, do your school, take, be a good uh, kid, be a good partner, all that other stuff. So, um, it, it works for us to use the format where we, uh, publish full episodes every other Tuesday. And then the Tuesdays in between, we do what we call mini massacres. And that's just us shooting the shit. And that is completely unscripted. Um, so we have a little bit of a balance. Um, usually during our mini massacres, we'll do stuff like play Black Card Revoked or do a fun quiz that we found online. You know, which ghost face killer are you? Which Cenobite from Hellraiser are you? Um, but we like to keep it light and keep it fun. We do a little bit of formatting, but usually it's just us talking shit about what Stephen King do now. Damn. Um, don't let Justin fool you. We do format, but it never goes that way because he'll start an <laughs> argument on purpose with Marvel, Marvel and DC. Like, we'll start off on a nice panel, then he'll go, okay, I'm going to throw something out there that's just going to start all of us arguing about something. And all the time. That's how, and that's how the podcast goes. Mainly um, him and Jarrell, because he's more Marvel, Jarrell's more DC, so it's more constant back and forth for me and not It's just like... <sighs> We got a show to do. Just know at least four times in the podcast, I'm like, do you even read a comic book? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, like, like <laughs> I have to because he'll go off on a tangent. And I'm like, yo, did, did you even read the story? You know, I'm like, you know what? Never mind. And like, um, as far as my other two podcasts, um, when we tell stories, we usually invite uh, a guest on to tell a story about their life. And it's usually something that's really funny or really wild. And, um, that's definitely unscripted. So that podcast, we never have anything scripted. Same thing with the beer podcast. That's usually after four or five drinks. It's nothing is scripted. It's just blabbering left and right about what the day was. But uh, scripting podcast, it's okay, but it's never going to happen. Everybody is going to do their own thing or a subject is going to just set off about 40 minutes of everybody talking, yelling, laughing, or arguing about something. So um, that's pretty much it with the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so for our podcast, it's very much we have a format. After five, ten minutes, that format's out the window. Yeah. We are arguing. We are, like, looking at each other like death glares at the table, like, you're wrong, no, you're wrong. A lot of, There's a lot of heavy editing. Um, but for the most part, a format, I believe formats are good to kind of just keep you on the right path, even if you don't follow the path completely, right? But it's still to keep you on the right path. You may go on tangents. You may have to edit out 30 minutes because you guys are cursing each other out. But for the most part, no. The formats, in my opinion, are very... I love them. I love them until I don't. I keep the curses in. It's entertainment. <laughs> it's funny. It's hilarious. 
Um, as far as when it comes to formatting your show, after you're done, I mean, we covered recording, we covered concepts of your shows. Now the real hard part comes, getting your audience. So how, for everybody's podcast, how did you get the word out? What marketing tools did you use? Where, how did you approach getting listeners? Because that's, obviously you want to record a podcast, you don't want to be the only one listening to your own podcast. So how did you get to that point where you got your audience? That's funny. Um, okay, so our anniversary is actually um, Anime NYC um, four years ago. So I had the logo, which is on my shirt. Uh, you could get it at Redbubble, shameless plug. Um, Buy their merch. So, <laughs> so we started at Anime NYC and we didn't have an episode because we wanted to go to the con and then build from there. So what I did was every cosplayer, I went up to them and I, was, I made a reference to their character. Like if I saw um, Spider-Man, I'd be like, bro, you all right? Your uncle? Like, you know, or if I like and if I see somebody cosplaying as a One Piece character, like even um, Law, I'd be like, room, shambas. Like, yo, and they do it with me. And I'd be like, you know what? We'll chop it up. And then boom, I'd be like, listen, I got a podcast. It's not up yet, but the logo fire, right? So listen, this is what I need for you to do. Just follow us real quick. I'm going to post all the pictures that we just took. And, and it'll be greatly appreciated if you could support us. That day, I think we had 100 followers that day. And we just opened the, our IG account. And yeah, I was tired. I was just running up to everybody. I was like, I, please, I hope nobody think I'm crazy out here like this, just running up to people. And um, another thing too, when you record, right? It's so awesome to make clips from your recording, the funny moments. Like it should be probably like less than a minute. Post that all over your IG, Twitter, um, all your socials, and then make sure that people know where to find you. You will get your following from there, especially your funny, funny outtakes. Not all of them. Don't make it like a movie trailer where they put all the good stuff on there, and then when you go to the movies, like, I saw this. It's not even popping like that. Just make sure you have, like, a couple. I would say if you're doing an hour for your podcast, you should have at least two to three clips, hot topic clips, and then, boom, just post it, post it, post it. And then make sure towards the end of the clip, you edit. You put the logo mad big, right? Make sure that you have your links. If you, oh, link tree is key. Ladies and gentlemen, link tree is key because everybody can find you under one link. And it's amazing. All your socials under one link, come on. Nobody wants to go, what? What's your Twitter again? What's this? Nah, make everything accessible for your followers, for your listeners, and they will come. Uh, this is probably the second most question that we get asked. The first is, how do I make money doing this? And uh, that's, that's Top of Crawl, another podcast. Uh, so my analogy is, you know, if, if you poured your heart and soul into creating the show, you've recorded episodes, you got to tell people you're out there. So uh, the analogy is, you know, if you open up your own small business, uh, whether it be like a hardware store or like ice cream shop or whatever, you can't just fling the doors open. It's like, all right, everybody come, we're open. You got to get out there and you got to you got to market and you got to tell everybody you're out there. Uh, to me, the easiest way to do that is through social media. Uh, it's immediate. It's free. It reaches a large a large audience immediately. And um, I. 
Uh, I, I tell people, though, you know, you got to market your podcast. It's, it's going to be another job, though. Um, you're going to have to spend time telling people it's out there. And, you know, it, it just comes with the territory if you want to gain an audience. So, uh, you know, if I release a new episode, uh, you know, even before I'm recording, it's like, hey, I'll, I'll post photos. Like, hey, I'm about to record a new episode. I'll post during the episode. It's like, hey, I'm recording the episode. Afterwards, like, hey, we just wrapped up. Stay tuned. Uh, you know, launching on Monday. We put up on Monday. Big, huge link saying, hey, listen to the new episode. Uh, every day leading up to the next episode, I'm telling people we have it out there. Uh, with the algorithms and everything, you don't know what people are seeing. So, um, you know, you don't have to overdo it, but, you know, once a day, a couple times a day. Um, and uh, right now, there are so many tools where you can take best of clips from your podcast, even if it's audio only. Um, or, you know, if you, or if you do, are doing accompanying video with captions or there's a thing called audiograms where you know you can have a little waveform and your logo on there and uh, also captions for whatever you said uh, great way to market very easy to do um, to do quickly um, but uh, yeah the main thing is telling people uh, and like you said if you're going to a, a con like this or a trade show or, or where or places uh, related to what your podcast is about uh, go on Vistaprint make four by six cards Put a QR code on there. Um, I think you get a thousand cards for ten bucks or whatever Vistaprint is, double sided, full color. Uh, start handing those out. Um, if you go and interview people at a convention or trade show, uh, give those to them so they know where to find it. Um, the other way we try to grow our audience, uh, we have guests on our show. Maybe not, maybe not all the time, once a month, once every couple months. And uh, what that does is that crosses over your audience. So once you release their episode, They'll tell their audience, like, hey, I was on this great podcast. I was interviewed. It was awesome. You should listen to it. And, you know, even if you get, like, five or ten people from their audience going, hey, that was really cool. I'm going to subscribe to these guys. That's five to ten people you didn't have before. So a um, couple, couple strategies. And then the biggest thing, I think, is to release episodes consistently. Um, if your audience starts out, they know you're, you're serious. You're releasing episodes on a weekly basis or biweekly. Um, they'll be more apt to follow along. So... Um, my answer maybe isn't the best advice, but it is the honest answer. Um, my co-host and I each had our individual followings before we started the podcast. Um, myself, because I do horror movie commentary and just general spooky stuff. Um, myself, my co-host Sheree the Slayer is a seasoned playwright, and she is also a horror staff writer at Dread Central. Um, so her opinion is already trusted by the horror community. And Brother Ghoulish is a kick-ass TikToker. I don't know how he does it, man. Like, y'all should be following Brother Ghoulish on TikTok because the horror skits are immaculate. Um, but once we started our podcast together, uh, we split up the responsibilities pretty evenly based on what we know how to do. Um, Sheree is really quick with the words, so she was assigned the Twitter very quickly. Um, I, Instagram is my main platform, so it's the one that I know the best, so I was assigned to Instagram. Neither of us have a clue how the fuck TikTok works, so obviously that was Brother Ghoulish's territory, but um, assigning our strong suits to our respective platforms, I guess. Um, also, um, being... Uh, being on time with your podcasts, don't, you know, be consistent with your podcast is really important, um, especially for reach, um, especially if you have your podcasts on like Spotify and Apple podcasts, um, they can be, what's the word I'm looking for? They can be 
um, shown to different audiences that, that are not your immediate audience. So as long as you're consistent, then your podcast could be shown to somebody in New Zealand, which is crazy to me because my podcast is marketed toward nerds of color. But for some reason, we do really well in Norway. I don't know why that is. I don't know how they found us because we're all in the United States, but... Yeah, maybe like the 17 of them, they all on my podcast now. Um, but uh, we are very aware of how interactive our community is. So uh, one thing that we always like to push is questions because everybody wants to be heard. So we do take questions from our audiences. Um, we'll do like a weekly prompt. You know, what's your favorite Clive Barker movie? Um, or who's your favorite scream killer? And the more people engage, the more that the algorithm will see us uh, and them interacting with us and will push to further audiences. Um, and we also do have many sister podcasts. Like I mentioned, uh, everybody has a horror movie podcast, which is not a bad thing because everybody's different and everybody's voice is different. Um, and through networking on the internet, especially through the pandemic, we've gained relationships with other podcasts who we love very dearly. So um, we have our sister podcasts back and they have our back. Um, we usually do like a follow Friday where we just shout out our favorite podcasts and they'll do the same for us. Um, maybe I guess my good advice would be to don't look at it as a competition. Don't look at it as your peers as your competition because everyone is different and think of it more as... A, a network of podcasters who can all help each other with advice and with reach um, and questions and whatever the hell it may be. But yeah, that's my answer. Um, everybody pretty much summed up exactly what you should do. Uh, the only thing I did differently for the Chronicles podcast was um, after work, I used to work in Times Square. I used to go out and just take my phone and a microphone and I would ask people like, tell me your most wild and ratchet story. And some people would look at me like I'm crazy, but then you get a lot of interesting people from everywhere that'll tell you a story that you can put on your podcast. Some, I can't. Like some would just way too... I mean, we, the joke about our podcast was we were trying to see how many episodes we can go before we get canceled. Um, and there were some stories that I'm like, I can't put that on there and you should turn yourself in because I think that's a crime. Um, and there were other there were other stories where we were like, we put that out there and people were like, yo, can I come on and tell that story? Tell the story? I'm like, mm, sure. And we would get more and more listeners to that. And the only thing we did differently, like if you want to start to get people, your friends, uh, we actually had people sponsor the podcast. So we would say, hey, I don't care what you, you can just get 50 cents, a penny, a dollar, whatever, you know, just try to help us with the podcast because it helps out with equipment. It helps out with going places. And then, you know, we thought people would just give a little. And next thing you know, everybody was giving in, like pledging like a dollar a month for the next year. And that adds up when you get about 15, 20 people doing that. And when you, especially with Anchor, when you look in your bank and you're like, oh, damn, you know, I didn't know everybody loved us that much. And you can get a lot going with it. You can definitely buy equipment, definitely have money for trips, definitely have money to help get guests out to you. And that's just one way to do everything. Um, I definitely took the patty route and I was at these cons hustling. I was giving out business cards. That's, that's how I met Zero. Like literally that's how I met Zero. Giving out business cards at cons. Um, 
And on top of that, I think one of our like little slogans, our taglines is like, yeah, we're like the breakfast club for nerds. So it, we were able we were able to easy give give people something to identify. Say, oh, okay, I like the Breakfast Club. Oh, wait, I like video games. Yeah, I'm gonna listen. So it was it was a bit of a uphill battle because you know it's a lot of cons to go to, like Katsu, Magfest, New York City Comic Con. But for the most part, that's how we kind of like kind of cultivated the community we have. And on top of that. I might say this wrong, but the RSS, like those white websites where you upload your podcast and you put it on multiple different sites, I I think those sites are very useful. Very useful. Because as Zero said, there are people across the world that's just going to stumble upon it. And then you, now you have fans in a different country that you you might meet one day. They might pull, yeah, I've been listening to your podcast for three years. Wow, that's crazy. It's moments like that that, you know, it's pretty cool. That's how we kind of did it. And I just want to elaborate a little bit more what Ming was saying about crossover. If you're able to do, if you're in the position where you get to interview people, use that. Like, you get to, like, usually, depending on who it is, you can usually ask them, like, hey, do you mind plugging in the interview or plugging in the show? And they will gladly do it because obviously they're on the show with you. So if you're able to do interviews, and I'll probably, towards the end, I'll tell you. If you want to know how to get interviews, like you got to contact public relations, you got to go to these websites, you got to sign up, but you got to make sure you have something for public relations to see. You can't just go like, hey, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. Can you put me on your PR list? They're not gonna, it's not going to work like that. Um, the next question I have is something I actually glossed over is titles. The titles of your show is actually important and it's kind of your hook to people getting interested in your show. So how did you come up with the titles of your show, such as Bloody Massacre, Black Ramen, uh, Shared Universe, uh, Beers and Goods, and et cetera. So how did every, I'm sorry, I forgot. No, no, um, <laughs> sorry, forgot it. Sorry is off the top of the head. Um, so how did you guys all start off with your titles and where did that concept come into play? Because obviously that is the hook, because you can't just say, this is the Justin Williams show. They're like, who the hell is Justin Williams? No one's going to know who you are. Mm. So how did you come up with the hook for your title? I stole it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that worked. Um, like I said earlier, I am the scary movie girl, and I host events in the city. Uh, Land Party. Can, Sorry. Um, Thank you. I'm a part of Land Party, but I am also myself. Um, but the Halloween party that I host yearly is a collaboration with my uh, collective Land Party with Greg and Anuli over there. Um, yeah, and the Halloween party is really fun. And we usually have themed cocktails. And we were rushing. And I said, oh, shit, I need, I need names for these themed cocktails. Greg, help me. We had a cognac drink. And I was like, I need a name for this fucking drink. What is, what is the name? And he said, okay, how about Blurdy Massacre? And I said, oh, that's a great idea. And then about a year later, I'm thinking of names for my podcast. I'm like, you know what? That sounds really good. My, my co-hosts dig it. Um, but it is a very good representation of what our podcast is. Um, blurdy being uh, like blurred because we are all black nerds and massacre because it's just a whole wishy-washy of everything but it usually has a focus on horror um, and usually people identify with that because more often than not people know what a blurred is um, but also when we describe our podcast we use it's a your one-stop shop that 
any nerd of color would peel an ear for. Um, just to let every, our audiences know that we market to every type of nerd of color, not just black nerds. Um, and even through our growth, lots of white people listen to our podcast too, the ones that are on the right side of the good fight because we don't discriminate. But I am pretty sure our name and our tagline together are a very good um, description of what our podcast is before you even listen to an episode. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> um, so the way we got black ramen, we were black and uh, we love to eat ramen. And pretty much when we started, when we all met, I guess we were eating <laughs> ramen when we did our um, greatest takes. And we also have like a side segment, what we call extra noodles. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I love it. Um, that one is more, you would love that one. It's not structured, like no. You know, it's it's dope, pretty pretty much freestyle, but yeah, that's how we came up with it. And um, you know what it was? I had the the um the logo in my mind, and I and I kept on visioning it. And I was like, I want a black girl with the biggest fro possible, just eating noodles, but not with chopsticks, with a fork. You know, not a you know not appropriation. You know, like appreciation. <laughs> and um. When I saw it, I was like, there it is, black ramen. I want that. And I wanted black to be the first thing because that's my target audience. I want my audience, I make the show for people that look like me, that didn't have a place to be creative or to talk about what they love when it comes to pop culture, anime, graphic novels, comic books, comic book movies, and not being able to have proper representation that's one of the reasons why we talk a lot of mess because the representation is very, very limited. So I feel a lot better when I get on the mic and say, this is what's wrong. And then, okay, cool. Now I could tell my therapist, I, you know, I did something good and I was able to lash out. So that's how we got the name of everything. So, and then when it comes to our shows, like um, we record and after we record, like midway, we'd be like, ah, that's the title for the show. <laughs> like, we'll talk about a studio, animation studio that got caught not paying taxes religiously. And we'd be like, okay, that's the title. Euphorable needs to pay taxes. And then that's it. And then it'll be midway in the show. We don't think too much about it. It's like midway or after, and then we post it. Uh, I feel most people have the title of their podcast uh, down even before they record any episodes. So the next important part is to make sure that it's not taken already. And that simply hop on Spotify, do a search, uh, see if there are any other podcasts named uh, what you, what, you know, what you thought you want your title to be. Um, you know, if, you, if you're like, hey man, I'm going to call it the Nerd Hour. Well, there's probably like 50, 50 million of those. So you might want to switch it up a little bit. Um, that's, I think to me, that's first and foremost. Um, after you get that and get some episodes recorded, you need some artwork to represent your podcast. Uh, whatever your title is, you kind of want to make sure it fits in, you know, it's kind of big and bold because uh, your artwork wants to get shrunken down to the listing. It's like a little like 100 pixel square. Uh, you want to make sure people can see the title of your podcast on there. Um, yeah, pretty important though. I think first and foremost, you know, uh, you want to make sure you do, no one else has taken it already. Otherwise, in searches, people are like, "Well, which one? Which one are you?" Um, you know. So, uh, and 
there are a lot of podcasts out there, but uh, you can get pretty creative with your t- with your uh, your podcast title, and then your individual episodes. Uh, once you pull up the listings, that's the first thing people are going to see. So spend some time coming up with something clever, something eye catching. Um, usually, when you upload an episode, you get an opportunity to put up a title, and then you get a short description. And that's what's going to represent the, your episode that week. That's what people will see. Uh, that will catch them. Um, and either they read it, it's like, oh, that sounds cool. I'll listen to that. Or uh, if it's kind of boring sounding, they might not. So uh, there have been times where I spent more more time on the description and title than I did actually recording the episode. Because I, you know, I was like, this has got. You know, I got to. I got to make this accurate and eye catching. So and it's tough. I'm not a great writer. That's why I like talking into a microphone <laughs> rather. So, but you know, it, it's it's part of podcasting for sure. Um. I'm going to tell you, I've never come up with a name for any of my podcasts. <laughs> like everybody else, that was just, I designed, um, but they came up with the name. So um, did we come up with the name? No, you no, came up no, with the Tacos was, and Geeks. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I came up with me. nothing. So, <laughs> um, To be funny, we have about like 12 members and none of them know what Land Party stands for. Wow. <laughs> That's going to be my next most, question. Most, what is right, correction. most you see, that's what I'm saying. They don't know what it stands for. So, <laughs> I thought so, it was tech. Ha ha. Joke's on you. It's not. So, <laughs> Land Party stands for, hold on, let me check the crowd. Ain't no kids in the crowd. Land Party. Oh, hey, Vanta. This Land Party stands for luxurious ass niggas. <laughs> I was today years old, but I learned that. <laughs> so we stand for luxurious ass nigga party. Did y'all know that? Because I did. <laughs> I gotcha. Lying ass niggas. Okay. Niggas. <laughs> That's what it stands for. I gotcha. I got everybody repping land party. <laughs> <laughs> That's some epic shit, though. That's some epic shit. I wish I knew. I did I got people. I got people. I want to be part of the land party. I bet you do. <laughs> Not gonna lie. That's. No. Be a lot right. of bleeps in this part. <laughs> Not gonna lie. That's brilliant shit. <laughs> I don't know how to come back from that. <laughs> All right, so we are, okay, we got some, got four minutes, so I'm going to go to the audience. Does anyone have any questions regarding how to start a podcast for the panelists? If not, I am going to go to the conclusion. That's a question. Grab the mic to I laugh. Gotcha. <laughs> You're down with the dip set. A question. Yes. Uh, something that I learned um, along the way that I wish that I knew in the beginning of starting a podcast was, well, is, um, and this comes into play if you have co-hosts or co-hosts, um, but you guys are going to be, or you should be a very strong unit. 
Um, so communication is key. And just as it's important, as it's just important to, you know, have your scheduling on lock. Google Calendar is like the shit because you can add to everybody's calendar simultaneously. So it is important to be good with time management and make sure everybody's on the same page. But it's also equally important to make sure that you have a strong relationship with your podcast co-hosts. So what Brother Ghoulish, Shrey the Slayer and I do is, you know, every time we have a podcast recording, then for an hour, an hour and a half, hey, maybe sometimes even two hours afterwards, we just hang out. Um, because the thing that drives our podcast and what makes it so popular and what makes people want to listen to it is because we have good chemistry and we're very close friends. Um, so make time to just hang out. If you're virtual like we are, maybe plan a movie night on Discord or, um, or on StreamYard, but it's really important to nurture your friendships, nurture your relationships with your co-hosts, as just as important as it is um, to be all together on the same page when you record. Because you know, when somebody's having a bad day, which usually is me, um, you can hear it on the recording. So um, just take care of your friendships. I mean, that's just period for even outside of podcasting. Check on your friends, make sure they're okay, but. Um, if you're going to have a business with your friends, then you have to make sure that your relationships are healthy. So just plan time to, to spend it together and, and hang out. I like to piggyback off of that. Also, I learned this. I wish I, I knew something at the time is that everyone talked about equipment earlier. If you have the time to learn the software, sometimes I'll make up for bad equipment, in my opinion. Like software is a very important. So if you ever have the chance, go to YouTube and learn that software. If you don't got the money for equipment, that software will make up the difference. Uh, I'm going to piggyback on that. Um, my biggest advice to you is uh, uh, talk to other podcasters. Uh, when I started, I didn't know I didn't know any any of them, and now you know I could talk to any anybody here. Or there are a lot of podcasters out there, but we're a very open community. If you have a question, like I'll I'll jump over, I'll I'll run through a wall to help you <laughs> to to answer that question for you, uh, whether it be gear or you know how to set up an episode or um, anything. Um, uh, when I started, you know, I don't think any of us went to school for audio engineering. Um, probably none of us went to broadcasting school. So, you know, we, we learned as we went along. And the biggest thing we, wanna, we would love to pass on to you is to not make the same mistakes we did over the last two years, five years, ten years. Um, the more pain we can save you from, uh, we, we totally will. And uh, mo I, I think almost every podcast I've talked to, very open about what they use, how they, how they did something. You have something to say, hey, how'd you do that? Like, they'll answer it immediately. So it's a very open, uh, awesome podcasting community out there, and we're willing to help you out at any cost. Um, another thing I like to piggyback off of right there. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think it's very important to um, understand when you first start your podcast, it might not be consistent. So we started off with 12 people. Now we're down, we, we're three now. So not everybody's going to be able to be on the same time schedule as, as you, but there will always be part of Black Ramen. That's one thing. And I, another thing I wanted to, to emphasize, too, is like the equipment. Um, when you learn the software, do that instead. 
don't spend too much money because you don't know if you're gonna continue doing this a year from now. So now you got all this equipment catching up dust. And you're like, oh man, that first two episodes, whew, that took a lot. I'm glad I'm not doing that again. And then you just wasted money. And you know what? It's hard to claim that on your taxes if you know you don't got an LLC. You're like, okay, this is my business. And then you're like, okay, you just spent $3,000 on mics and headphones and it's catching dust. So before you do that, make take the time out, do the episodes and learn from each other, grow with each other. Now, one of my best friends is my biggest enemy. I love her, Bree. She brings out the best in me. We fight all the time on the show. And she's always telling me that <laughs> I'm gonna keep going because this is not your final form. She makes me the greatest. <laughs> and understand your friends, understand the dynamic, know what you're going for, separate the, the jobs, she does the financing, Derby does some of the editing, some of it, because he'll tell you, I got work, bitch, I'm not finishing this. So um, <laughs> do that, but understand you're trying out. We're not expecting you to be professionals, we just want you to have a conversation, like you're in a barbershop, or you're just at a club, like an anime club or a nerd club. It doesn't have to be so serious, I just want to have fun listening to you guys. So make me feel like I'm in the room. The best, best show I've ever watched on television always made me talk to the screen. Make me want to talk back to you. That's your main focus. Make me want to talk back to you. Make me want to yell back at you. That's, that's it. That's my bitch right there. Make me get hype. When you do that, I'm following. I'm putting in $5 on your Patreon. I'm making sure that you got a party. I'm pulling up just to say, I like you. I agree with you. So I think that's, oh, and don't be fresh and fit. Watch them and be the opposite of fresh and fit. Focus on respecting other people's, uh, their, their, their pronouns, making sure you respect women, black women, uh, um, um, POCs, all day long, because I swear to you, they give everybody that's toxic a mic, especially men. I don't know why they do this. I think if you go purchase a well, mic, there well, should damn. be a limit. <laughs> you know there should be a quiz. No, I'm dead ass. There should be a quiz. There should be a quiz. They'd be like, okay, so why did you break up with your ex? What happened? And if it's a valid answer and it's not your fault, then you could purchase the mic. Don't be toxic, ladies and gentlemen. We got enough. I'm tired of going on my show to talk about toxic men and why I can't be me in the nerd community. I will fight every single one of y'all. I am not playing. <laughs> Men are quiet. <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, the only thing I can say is I'm not toxic, but you know, damn, right? right? But you know, ratchet maybe, but you know, um, only thing I can add to that because I don't know if I can follow that. Um, don't be afraid. Not every episode you have is going to be knocked out of the box. Just 